You are listening to the JCN Clinic Podcast. The JCN Clinic Podcast is a place where nutritionalists Jessica Cox and Carissa Mason get real about nutrition and living a healthy life. They share with you their passion and their clinical knowledge for a fun, no BS approach to looking after yourself. Please enjoy today's episode and don't forget to subscribe and iTunes. Today we are talking about realistic eating in relationship to social media presentation of healthy eating slash wellness eating, which is a really long way to explain. Keeping shit real. Essentially, yeah, keeping shit real. And I kind of feel like it's a little bit of a crossover to some other podcast um, in some elements and we'll probably refer to those as we go but Carissa and I thought it was quite timely given Christmas how much we're seeing focused on this space and something that we talk about a lot um, and even Chris was saying before we got started that Emma and her had been chatting about as far as what you see constantly in your face in the social media space um, versus like just everyday realistic healthy eating and how much that can just screw with people's heads. Um, And it's something that we deal with all the time in clinic. Um, So it's something I think we're very passionate about. And it's an interesting one because it's kind of like, yeah, it's more about unpacking this, I think, and talking about what is real. Um, And I, I know there's a little bit of what you see on socials um and maybe um i guess what what am i trying to say there i guess i'm thinking about the fact that we're not diving deep into like the science and the mechanics of something specific with the body today it's more about um that connection of realistic healthy eating and mental health and emotional health and that sort of spectrum as well so that was a pretty convoluted explanation of what we're talking about. Pretty, yeah. I think it's pretty funny though, because I actually um, had someone ask me the other day, I've actually had a few people ask me when yours and my next podcast is coming out and what we'll be talking about. I'm like, no idea. Um, I said, Jess and I just make, like, decide what's, what we've both been kind of thinking about, like the, usually the night or the, you know, 20 minutes before the podcast. And there's not really a lot of planning that goes into it, as you've just seen with Jess's long um, title. <laughs> But it is. We kind of just hey, we just go like, what, what's, what are we both feeling at the time? What's coming through to us from our clients? What are we kind of getting vibes off from social media? And what do we feel like you guys need to hear about at the moment? So I think, yeah, I think it's a great topic for now because I think a there's a lot of pressure on people in the Christmas space um, and the festivity space and everything to just be doing everything perfectly and everything right and maintaining this amazing diet and maintaining you know, this amazing exercise routine. But I think the reality of the situation at the moment is that everyone's fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah. 2020 has been an absolute roller coaster for everyone. And I get that everyone's situation is relative and some people have definitely copped it worse than others. But we've got two to three weeks till Christmas. And I think there's just, yeah, like there's this space of it and it's just what we see in general as well is that, you know, what I think, you see on social media and the perfectly cropped images and edited food photos and everything like that 
yep, they're bloody great, but what's actually reality and achievable? Exactly. And I think there's two things in that that we'll unpack. It's like what's actually achievable in just general healthy eating um, and also what you're physically looking at as a beautiful curated picture of food or a lifestyle and whether that is even healthy in general. So I guess, you know, in, in sort of respect to that, one of the sort of major concerns that we have is that there is a lot, if you are following people in this sort of realm as far as wellness and seeing pictures of um, inverted commas like healthy meals, really beautiful smoothie bowls through to macro bowls to different sorts of desserts and so forth. And whether they actually are healthy, um, that's what actually is something that really is frustrating to us as nutritionists and practitioners, because I'm not saying that everything that you see isn't healthy, but there is a lot um, that we see, particularly just to use the example with the smoothie bowl space and it going into um, warmer weather right now, where you can see these beautiful looking bowls and just be like oh that's amazing I want to do that like that's obviously perfection if I can achieve that bowl like you know as far as how it's looking but also then looking at the maybe the ingredients that are in it if someone's posted a recipe and what we see is that a lot of these recipes that do get posted whether they be sponsored posts or not um they they're essentially not balanced in any way they're usually for instance again with these bowls like a whole blend of say frozen fruits and maybe some dried fruits maybe a little bit curious <laughs> like waving in front of a face i think one of the dogs has they expelled wind she's expressing how she feels about this yeah, <laughs> But it's something that we see a lot with these posts that are constantly on social media is that they may be presented as healthy, um, but essentially they're they're often not. Like they're not, look, they're not demonic in that that it's like telling you to eat a Macca's burger every day or something like that. But when they're trying to present to you this is a healthy way of eating. This will make you healthy if you have this every day um, and, and make it in this way. Often it's not teaching you and educating you on how to actually make a balanced smoothie or smoothie bowl. And that's just one example because we see it over and over again. And I then think the smoothie bowls are the great example. I think the in inverted commas macro bowl, which obviously I think is another one. I look at that and I sometimes think we have to read the ingredients. I just look at what's on in that, you know, in that beautifully photographed bowl with all these beautiful bright rainbow colours. And sometimes I'm like, there's no carbs in this and there's fuck all protein. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like essentially like I look at it, I'm like, yes, that's a beautiful photo and yes you've got thirty million people following you on Instagram, but maybe not thirty million, you know what I mean? <laughs> What essentially you're telling people to do is eat this salad every day. And yes, you're encouraging people to whole food, eat whole foods. That's not what Jess and I are saying. Like we're not saying don't you don't eat a Macca's burger over that bowl. But essentially, like when you're talking about the breakdown of that, and if you know how how that's going to feed you from a cortisol and insulin perspective, how that's going to support your energy, and it's the same with the smoothie bowls. Essentially, there's there's a lot of misinformation out there, you know, fed through pretty 
pretty photos. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the irony is that particularly the macro bowls, you know, fundamentally it's about macros, <laughs> having, yes. having your macros in one bowl. And usually it's a, a, not the case. And the problem is that most people don't even understand the basics of what macros are and and that sort of foundation that we talk about all the time at JCN of healthy balanced eating which isn't it it isn't hard it's just some basic understandings and you can head to the podcast that we did on macros to get more of an in-depth dive into that but we're talking basic 101 protein carbs and fats and generally a good veggie dominance in in those meals and you know the problem is that most people and we see this in the clinic all the time actually don't understand that we don't get educated on this through schools unfortunately Um, and whether you're maybe a young 18 20 year old through to people who are in their 40s or 50s we see the spectrum most people don't have a good gauge on this and this is stuff we're teaching clients all the time so if you're interested in taking care of yourself and interested in the wellness space and you're bombarded with these kind of concepts of healthy eating and healthy meals how are you to know like if you see that you're going to be like well she looks really healthy. I like the way she looks. She looks like she's got a nice glow with her Instagram filter, you know, <laughs> or whatever it might be. And it, yeah, so, you know, obviously that is healthy eating. So I'm going to do that. And again, we see, we see the implications of this, the people that come in and go, why am I fatigued? Why are my blood sugars all over the place? And it's like, well, it's probably because you're not eating any protein or complex carbs till dinner not enough of the other or (laughs) exactly exactly so Um, i think i was just going to touch on another space in there too like i know it's a little bit little bit left of it but something something else i really kind of struggle with and it is like the different dietary protocols like let's just use fodmaps for example Mm -hmm. the amount of people i see right not not amount of people writing format recipes but let's just say because obviously like i we all work quite a bit in the SIBO space but obviously i'm doing a lot with the fodmap diet and fodmap Mm -hmm. you know diets and then reintroductions and what works on a fodmap diet and what doesn't and blah 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 there's a lot of misinformation Mm -hmm. on instagram in that space and even on some websites for people who are fodmap um health bloggers and i jump on and look at their recipes to like obviously you know recommend things for my clients and i look at some of the recipes and i'm like that's not a low FODMAP recipe. That's yeah. not a low FODMAP recipe. And I think, you know, obviously, it's, you know, the, the FODMAP space is, there's, you know, a couple of different variations. But, you know, essentially, again, I feel like then that creates a lot of confusion for people because someone might have gut upsets and they're told by a dietitian, I want you to go on a low FODMAP diet. And, you know, there's not a lot of assistance given in that area. It's just maybe like a little handout or, you know, jump on this thing. And then so someone's trying to do a low FODMAP diet and they're, searching low FODMAP hashtags, you know, searching. And then all of a sudden they're following this diet and they're not feeling any better or they're feeling a little bit better but not completely better. And then let's just say they come into the clinic and I'm like, okay, well, you've been on this gut journey for four years now. And I'm like, I think you need to be on a FODMAP diet because you might have SIBO, you might have this, you might have issues with fructose. And then they're like, I've done that and it didn't work. And I'm like, cool, how did you do that? Mm. And they're like, well, I followed this person, this person, and then (laughs) went off this website. (laughs) It's like, okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like really check like if you're doing a diet or yeah and obviously balancing a bowl anything like that like if you're not going to come see us at the clinic cool like but if you're if you're on any of these sort of you know 
you know, in inverted commas, you know, um, diet, restrictive dietary pattern plans or and you're trying to work through something in your own or with a different practitioner, make sure the people you're following to help you execute what you're doing know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, which brings me to that next point nicely <laughs> as far as qualifications go. So there is obviously a lot of information that is out there and it really does start to come back to a point onto you as someone who engages with that to check where your information is coming from. You know, you it really pays dividends if you're looking at something and, and taking advice from that. Look at that person. What are their qualifications? Do they have qualifications in that area as far as even foundationally are they a some form of practitioner, whether they're a nutritionist, dietitian, naturopath, whatever that qualification is. And then I would also advise a step further. So just because someone is a nutritionist, a dietitian, a naturopath in general, doesn't always make them a specialist about everything. So as Carissa just highlighted, if you're looking for information specifically to gut health um, and the gut health space, I would be then looking further at where I'm getting that information going. Well, okay, these people, this is a nutritionist or a dietitian. How much do they actually do in this area? Jump on their website. Like, yes, their qualifications you want to know that's there. But maybe have a little bit of a look around. Is there some blog post information there? Can you see much about the the sort of types of clients that they see in the space that they work in? Like do that background information because I can tell you absolutely there is a lot of practitioners out there um, that I even see on social media who are giving generalized information about the gut health space that just isn't correct or also yeah. don't really have the experience in the area to be helping people out and probably this is something I talk about in the um, four-week um, functional testing and dietary planning workshop with people it's like knowing as a practitioner like when to put your hand up and flag that you're outside your scope and going okay this this is beyond me um and and i think that's something that we see on social media all the time and it is something that frustrates the hell out of me and this isn't just about having a rant today it's about our concerns of how that affects you as a consumer because you don't get that right information no like just taking it away from the gut health space like if I've got like everyone knows I love working with the gut I love working with hormones I love getting women ready for babies you know seeing them through their pregnancy I love the postpartum nourishment space I don't deal with pediatric nutrition unless I'm asked to by my clients and if it's something that I feel comfortable working with 100% I can usually sort it out but if I don't you know what I'm like you know what I don't actually really deal with this space go and see Shannon or check with Gina. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like so yeah. they're two big people in pediatric, you know, and women's women's for, you know, hormone space that specialize more in, you know, kids, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And that's that doesn't even bother me. Like I'm just like, you know what, you're gonna be better served going chatting to one of those two about this because it's I know a bit about it, but it's not really my jam. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not posting on social media about it either because again, not my jam. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's where like even yeah like as a <coughs> I'm not even gonna use the word health influence because I like, bloody hate that term but but you know like no matter what you're posting about whether 
as a as a practitioner, as a yeah, someone who is just big in the health space or whatever, you really like you do have a bit of a duty of care mm. in terms of making sure that the information you're providing is, you know, accurate or at least is gonna not steer people down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, it's kind of twofold story, isn't it? There's a duty of care as the person who's posting the content, whether you're a practitioner or not of course but then yeah yeah, I think that we can't as consumers just be completely kind of blindsided like that you know which is what this is about it's like get the information look a little bit further don't be lazy click on the bio Um, people are so lazy now on social media we just are I reckon as a culture but just click on the bio go look behind the story if this is someone that you're resonating with and you're wanting to take health advice from just make sure because you can do yourself so much um, injustice by following something willy-nilly which may not be right for you i think that i think that the really scary side of it is too is obviously you know people doing themselves a disservice or if they actually do have some sort of health complications they can spend a lot of time Mm. you know treading water or heading down the wrong path or the wrong direction or making not the 100 percent best choices and that's not their fault, like, you know, like your check credentials and stuff, but sometimes too, like social media is very savvy and, and marketing can be very savvy and stuff like that. But I think the other thing that this, you know, this whole perfect photo, perfect lifestyle, social media, amazing clean kitchen, sharp, you know, image space creates is it puts so much pressure on people to think that every meal has to look this way mm-hmm. and every, you know, every everything you do needs to look a certain way and like... I think that there's such a, an orthorexic space that that's creating yeah. for a lot of people. Like I know I've got a lot of clients at the moment and well, not a lot, I've got a handful of them that, that definitely are suffering from orthorexia because they're big on social media and they're doing all the right things and they're listening, well, they assume they're doing all the right things and they're listening to the podcast and stuff, but it's created such an obsession to get everything 100% mm. right. But then that's not, it's not realistic either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not creating a nice headspace for them and it's and the stress of it all is creating more health problems. And Yeah, which yeah, is... It's like, yeah. I, remember, I had a chat with one of my clients last week, not one of my orthorexic clients, um, but one of my, just one of my clients and we were just chatting about this time of year and what's actually achievable. And I'm like, you know what? I have had the same breakfast for the last three weeks, yeah. literally, because it is easy. I am time poor mm. and I'm just, I'm tired. We're doing the end of year stretch. And at the moment, I don't have time to photograph my amazing laid pancakes every morning yeah. and cut up fruit and do all of this cool stuff. I just don't have time for it at the morning. My morning routine is I get up. The most important thing for me is getting my head out of head out of the, like the office space which is the home space or getting out before I come into the office getting my head out for an hour and just going for a walk with no sound or anything just with my little bug and then I come back and literally I am making a macro balance smoothie not a smoothie bowl no you can have smoothie bowls guys just don't f them up um, <laughs> no, a macro balance smoothie bowl and two bits of toast and that legit has been my breakfast for three weeks yeah would I love something more fantastic yep do I have time to do it no do I know this works and ticks all the boxes for me yeah. yes but that's that's absolutely our sort of second point in all of this is the realism once we kind of move away from what we've talked about initially it's how do we then be realistic about what we're doing with our healthy eating every day and this sort of pressure that people can feel as you just said from a social media point of view because you do not have to eat these picture perfect meals with 
the 20 ingredients every day to be healthy. Like, absolutely, as Chris was just saying, like, you know, if it's just a thrown together smoothie for her at the moment or, I mean, yeah, if if it's your favorite whole grain toast or whatever it is with like a sort of rotation of different toppings like there is so much pressure that people are feeling to use all of the ingredients to have it suddenly become um, deemed healthy like there's I mean I'm I love lots of the different products um, that we have as sort of like additional add-ons on top of our everyday healthy eating. So the thing that we always stress to our clients is like, yeah, there's some beautiful extra products that are out there that you can use, but they're not essential. So as an example, mushroom powders, they're everywhere at the moment. They're bloody expensive. Yes, they're they're great if you can afford to buy them to start with, but they are not fundamentally going to be the stepping stone between you being well or not. You will be well if we, again, broken record, have that good foundation. You have that strong house with all the strong footings. You not having a good healthy foundation and then just using your expensive mushroom powder on top of that is not going to make you healthy. But the problem is that, this kind of warped perception that social media is throwing at us that we need our $60 mushroom powder and we need our, um, our whether it be the collagen or the particular brand of protein or whatever it is, like the latest prebiotic powder, like all of these things are things that we can be getting from just an everyday healthy eating diet. And you know what? That's not so sexy. It doesn't look as pretty on socials. Yeah. It also doesn't sell. I can tell you from even sort of a slight digression, but really shows this from the book space. Like years ago when I was pitching Eat at publishers and it was getting sniffed at, the absolute sort of thing that cut it in the water every time that I had publishers come back to me and say is that it's not niche enough. It's not... Um, it's, it's not specifically for any sort of diet. We, unfortunately, we, we love it. It's really great. Like, it's just, you know, it, it's a really good concept, but, you know, it's not keto. It's not this. It's not that. And it's like, this is, it's marketing. So this is a stuff that's... Basically, you cook book shit because it's keeping it real. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and it's something that someone can just read and apply to their lifestyle and just be healthy forever. We don't want that yet. I know. Like, how... How warped is that? Like, and it's the same with the social media space, like in regards to what people are are selling. Like it's this sort of like sexier version or this more obscure version um, of different spaces. And then people take that and go, okay, well, this must be what it means to be healthy. And I think that's the other point that we want to get across that there is nothing wrong with you having your toast with your avocado and your eggs in the morning or a quick smoothie and it doesn't have to be pretty and you don't have to photograph it and you know it's the the same thing too is like let's just even go to the macro bowl lunch space essentially unless i'm having like you know a wrap with fish and or chicken and salad or something that essentially our lunches and i'm sure you're the same i know the other girls in the clinic unless we're having leftovers or curries and stuff like that essentially our lunches are macro bowls in inverted commas yeah but they don't always look like the ones we post on social media and they don't always look like, you know, that 
you know how you remember how you did that beautiful um those that um how to how to macro how to yep, balance yep. the macro goal. You did a post on it. I send it yep. to my clients all the time. Um, like they're beautiful photos, but our lunches don't even always look like yep. that. And that's what I say to my clients. I'm like, you know, I said mine and Jess's lunches don't always look like that. Sometimes they do, and sometimes yep. we get them outside and we get a photo of them. Yeah. A lot of the times they don't. They've still got all the same elements. We just haven't pixie dust sprinkled the herbs on the top mm. and cracked the pepper over the beautiful yellow eggs like you know like we just don't have time to do that all the time but essentially the fundamentals of what you put into that post are still there mm. and you know and that's what i say to a lot of my clients like you know like sometimes yeah we've got time to go out and take a photo of our awesome macro bowls you know that we've had time to make and put together properly so it does look photoshop worthy mm. but at least ours are balanced as opposed to the ones that kind of yeah. aren't some of the ones that aren't on social media but you know but then I said to my clients I'm like at the moment and Lex and I were chatting about this in the clinic sort of sort of yesterday is that you know because we're saying like I've been just giving really stock standard easy lunches to my busy clients at the moment and I tell you what you know they're not like what <laughs> I don't know what the right way to say is like we're like they're easy, they're easy bowls, and sometimes it literally is me saying to my easy clients, bowls. "I want you to go out and buy." Hey, easy bowls. That's a new <laughs> thing we can new name. I'm trying to like say like I don't want to say that they're not nutritionist approved because they are, yep. but they're not the shit you're gonna see on social media. Literally, yeah, of this course. Is what I'm saying to my time poor clients at the moment, at the moment, I'm like, I want you to go and buy a pack of the two minute tilde rice. Yeah. You know, just. And stock, this is what I want you to stock your work fridge up with so you can at least have a balanced lunch instead of running out and buying some sushi or missing lunch and then coming home and pigging out in the afternoon because you're starving or so tired, you know. I'm like, I want you to go out and get some two-minute rice. I want you to go and get some of the bloody bully slaw mix or the coal slaw mix or kale slaw mix, whatever you've got there and, and a bunch of rocket or something like that. I want you to go and get yourself a couple of avocados, get some whole leg mayonnaise, some olive oil, so you, and so you've just got some stuff to mix through it or some tamari, and this is going to be your lunch. You're going to put some rice, you're going to put a big handful of the slaw and some greens, you're going to put some fish or some chicken on it. I want you to sprinkle some tamari, a bit of avocado, whole leg mayo, and that is your lunch. And I don't care if you live on that for the next three weeks. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that means you're having something healthy and it's balanced, yeah. do you know what I mean? 100%. Like That is so much more important to me than you stressing that you're not getting it right, and it doesn't look like the... You know the highlight reels that you know we see on social media and you know and, and that's that's okay hope you're enjoying the show so far i'm just popping in your ears in between to let you know that my cookbook eat is now available with free shipping for a limited time only for christmas we're also offering gift wrapping so if you'd like to have the book wrapped and sent with a special little message let us know when you make your purchase and we can do that for you If you'd like to grab a copy, just head to the website at www.jessicacox.com.au. On with the show. There's nothing wrong with that. Like what you've just described is a really macro balanced, fine lunch. Like it's just, it's just like suddenly it's dirty because it's like we're saying use the kind of pre pre cooked rice and people are just like, oh, I can't do that. I've got to cook it all from scratch. And you know, my greens, oh, what you want? I can't get them from Coles. I've got to like make sure I get them from the market and make sure it's just like, come on, like, come on, let's be realistic. And you know, I, I must admit, like, I kind of even struggle with this. And I don't know if people even listening have kind of, kind of maybe cottoned on to that slightly as far as what we're saying is that, you know, we do po- like particularly me, like I'm a I'm a photographer who loves to photograph beautiful food. So I post pictures of beautiful food. But I feel that I within doing that, I 
make sure that what I'm posting and representing is is healthy, nourishing, balanced food. But I do yeah. understand that I present it in a pretty way. And people, even clients or through socials will say, oh, I made this and it was delicious. And they'll send a picture and they're just like, yeah, it doesn't doesn't quite look like yours or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm kind of aware of this kind of concept of like it has to look. I don't, I don't want people to think it has to look like that to be healthy or to be good for you. And, you know, of course, that's what we're trying to explain here. And yeah. it, again, it's like... This dirtiness, isn't it? Of just like, yeah. oh, if it's not pretty. But the flip side of it is, though, too, is that like, like you are a photographer, but you're also a nutritionist. Do you mm. know what I mean? So you're not out there photographing like your bowls. Like people could look at like, and there's a there are a lot of great people in the social media space doing the right thing. It's not saying everyone posting a nourish bowl is posting an unbalanced bowl, but mm. like you can look at your bowls. Like let's just use that macro bowl post for example, and the bowls that are in that. You can look at them and like for us with the trained eye, mm. we already know that they're balanced. You can see the complex carbs in there. You can mm. see the greenery. You can see the protein. Do you know what I mean? So even if someone had no nutritional knowledge and didn't even know who the F we were, yeah. but were, you know, like click grabbed by that photo because they're attractive photos. That's why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? They yeah, do yeah. look good. But even if they didn't know anything were about macro balance nutrition, but they decided to replicate that bowl based purely on, a, on the photographic image mm-hmm. and maybe a bit of information at the bottom, they're not doing themselves an injustice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I suppose like that, yeah. Does that make sense? It does. No, it does. It does. I just think it's it's kind of something as people in this space that, you know, we're we're juggling too. Um, But I think, yeah, to sort of sum up what we're talking about with this, it is – it is really about trying to take away this pressure that we've got to have this glossy surface and there's mm-hmm. there's this kind of extra layer of um, glossiness and prettiness and money that needs to be spent to just be healthy day to day. As Carissa just highlighted with those sort of general lunch ideas, like that's easy to do. It's not expensive. It doesn't require all of these extra dollars, um, you know, people will say, people unfortunately these days think like, oh, it's so it's so expensive to be healthy. It's like, it's really not. It's bloody it's really, not. really, really cheap <laughs> if you don't think about doing all the fancy stuff. Like you don't need all of those extra things. They're just, they're just additional. So, yeah. I, you know, our, our sort of goal with this is to kind of create less stress, hopefully for you, particularly at this time of year when the last people need is to be stressing about like their meals and putting them together. And is this healthy? Is this healthy enough? Um, so yeah, it's, it's certainly, it's certainly something that we're obviously quite passionate about. (laughs) (laughs) I think the other big thing at the moment that I I feel like it's coming from a lot of my clients is that, um, if this dog keeps farting, I swear to God, oh my God. <laughs> um, what have I got? I think Trent fed her like something different last night. Uh. She fed them all before I got home and it is not okay. She's got like this little baboon ass too. Go away, <laughs> smell. Um, it is like just, there's a couple of things, other things that I think I'm seeing coming through that a lot of people, like I've got my, I, hate when, I don't hate it when my clients apologize to me, but I hate it when they apologize to me for just being real people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're just like, oh yeah, like, you know, say I haven't spoken to someone for four weeks and they're just like, they're like, yep, I've done, you know, everything right, but I'm so sorry. There was just this one time mm. when, you know, I was at a mm. work party and there was just this and I only had a little bit. I'm like, that's okay. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Like, don't. And they're like, oh, 
been so stressed about it and, you know, didn't want it to undo all of our work. I'm like, dude, it's fine. Yeah. Like, if you've done everything else I've asked you to do and this is all you did, I'm like, how'd you go with it? Like, how'd you gut go? Like, everything you do and don't do tells me something anyway. So if yeah, you actually yeah. went okay with that bit of garlic and we're not up to the garlic introduction phase of the, you know, SIBO diet or the FODMAP diet and you had it and you're okay, champ. At least yeah. I know that you've got a bit of a tolerance for that food that six months ago you couldn't even put in your nose. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, like, so there's all that kind of stuff as well. And I think the other big thing that there's a lot of pressure at the moment in the social media space is the whole, like, the whole exercise space as well. Like, are you seeing that? I guess mm. I feel like, um, yeah, like, I think everyone's kind of just trying to stay on top of everything and, you know, nail their exercise and still get to the gym and do all the things. And, you know, it's just really okay to back it off if you need to at the moment like yeah. you know and or if you and not even at the moment like at any stage if you're tired and you're you know you're struggling with time like you can back off your exercise and not feel guilty about it or if all you have in you is a half an hour walk you don't have gym sessions in you go for a half an hour walk every mm. day that's fine you're out you're moving mm-hmm. and that's something i think we definitely see year in and year out with the people in clinic and the exposure that we have is that we hit this time of year and people are tired they have had a big year and they are feeling like they have less in the tank and if you are layering that with pressure to do all the things with the perfect exercise and the perfect meals and the perfect pretty food then you are sort of tenfold setting yourself up to fall down it is there is nothing wrong you know we're telling our clients at the moment listen to your body take it easy it's fine to like whether it's the yeah just go for a walk if all you want to do is a walk or today you know a day you don't want to exercise or whatever it is just listen to your body keep it simple keep it easy and yes there's more parties and social events on like you're not undoing all of the work that we've done together in um, an event here and an event there the the only I know we've said it this in a few lives over the past week about Christmas in general the only thing we tell people is just don't completely drop the ball particularly in in the space of being working on your health like if you go out for your Christmas party this Friday that's today today's Friday <laughs> this Friday or next Friday <laughs> whenever it is happy christmas party and then like kind of from there it's just like woohoo through to christmas to new year as one long party we probably aren't recommending that level (laughs) but you no one is going to undo their health with a meal here and a meal there or you know a, a drink here or a drink there when they've put all of this work into their treatment protocol or even just general everyday healthy eating and you know and i know that's a lot we were sort of talking about which i think is a podcast maybe for another time even with that intuitive eating space i know that's a lot that people will talk about there it's just like there's that pressure of just like you can't do anything at christmas like don't do this don't do it that and it's just like it's okay to enjoy the festive season and not take that layer of stress on as far as like oh my god i ate a mince pie or oh my god i had i don't know i can't think of any other examples a rumble (laughs) (laughs) hey there is fyi there is rumbles on the website with real rum in them if people want to make them they're really good when i did that um instagram live with shan from my food religion too and we were just saying the same thing we're just like i think she said the same thing that her and sophie in their 
um, their crap free Christmas book, she's like, we've done rumbles, we've yeah. done rum guys and white Christmas and it's just all, you know, healthier versions of it. But even we were just like, have a drink if you want to have a drink. Just be mm-hmm. sensible about what you're doing and eat the food that you want to eat and, you know, like and how to do like even just a Christmas plate or a plate or Christmas table in a healthier fashion so you know like you can still sit there and enjoy a massive plate well not a huge plate of food but you know like as much as you need to with a drink and it's fine like Yeah, for sure. So much, so much pressure. I personally at the moment am not overexerting myself in the exercise department and I probably haven't been for the last, I don't know, like six weeks because yeah. I know what the end of year stretch is like for us. Yeah. And I'm, I remember, I, um, just for everyone listening, I emailed Jess about two or three weeks ago and said, I am in self-preservation mode. She did. <laughs> but the reality of that for me is that, yeah, like my, yes, my food is very similar most days at the moment, but I just... That's what I'm. That's what I'm comfortable doing. I'm not putting extra pressure on myself to, you know, make and create all these amazing things because mm. I just, I don't really, I don't have the motivation to do it, and I don't have a lot of the time. So I'm keeping my food very simple, but balanced and whole mm-hmm. food and delicious. My exercise at the moment consists of I have not set foot in a gym in I don't know how long, and I don't even care. <laughs> I'll get back to it when I'm ready. But I just, I, again, trying to find the time for it at the mm. moment. My my schedule is very overbooked, as everyone knows, and it's just, it's not. A priority for me is my my sanity yeah. and my energy reserves and being a nice, decent, happy human, yeah. you know? So, like, yeah. that and, you know, nourishing my body and listening to it. Six-pack abs is not my priority. <laughs> <laughs> a washboard stomach is not my priority at the moment. It was actually never been my priority, let's be honest. But, like, do you know what I mean? And that's fine. Like, some mornings I get up and I'm like, I just might go for a 20 to 30-minute easy walk you know, where I don't even break a sweat. Other mornings I'm out for a run with the dogs and stuff like that. It's just whatever I feel like doing. And some days I'm mm. not even getting off my ass and doing anything either. And that's okay. Yeah. No, it's actually really good to hear. And actually, you know, what is a comparison? Cause just to sort of highlight that whole concept of just everyone being different. Like I'm so same, but so different in that we've just come out of intensive lockdown and I can go back to the gym now. Yeah. So I am just like, so excited to be at the gym and you get me there and I don't even I'm just like I don't want to go I don't want to go I'll just do this I'll just do that because it's my time to get out of the house and get away from Damien he never doesn't listen to these podcasts so I can say that (laughs) but you know food wise for us it's it's always pretty simple we're kind of just eating a lot from whatever's in the garden eating a lot of bloody weeds as usual but you know i'm doing a lot of recipe development at the moment so our food is all over the shop and it's totally fine you know we're just kind of eating all of these random like this they're they're essentially kind of healthy meals that creating um but because of that like instead of just eating the same thing that i would usually eat every day we're eating like different breakfasts and different lunches and different dinners and experimenting with all this random food it's just but if fundamentally same in that there is there's so much work on and a lot of a lot of sort of um pressure and and being overbooked and what you know getting through to the end of the year that the primary goal in this household and in in, for me is still preservation it's just listen yeah listening to like what makes sense here and just putting together on the day food wise what works exercise what do i feel like today Yes, I'm excited to have the gym back, but sometimes it's just going to be get out and go for a walk, whatever it might be. And it's just, 
you know, I just think it's really interesting when you kind of look at the even just the difference between yourself and I and, and, you know, even though they're different ways of approaching things at the moment, fundamentally, it's the same undercurrent of just like listening to your body, what's right for you, not being influenced by um, what's being put in your face every day as far as social media, because it's so hard to get away from and always prioritizing you which is what we try and teach all our clients at the clinic even from a first consultation it's like our goal is to educate you on what's right for you so you know and you're confident and you have that knowledge long term so yeah i hopefully if anything that's what's come through today is that's what we're wanting you to take from this is to open definitely open your eyes a little bit more don't put that pressure on your shoulders which is so easy to do in today's society and particularly at Christmas when everyone's got so much more going on and also have a little bit of your own accountability which might seem a little bit more um, tough love but I think that's important like do a bit more research check out where you're getting your information from um, and make sure that it's coming from a qualified source and also a qualified source that knows what they're talking about in that field. Yeah. So, Also, I can recommend at this time of year where there is a lot of pressure on people and, you know, I feel like it's a really good time for a social media account cleanup. That's I a good idea. Recently yeah. as well. I just went through, like, I can't remember how many social media accounts I was following, but I seriously culled about 400 of them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, I just went through and obviously I haven't done, I don't think I've done a good one for maybe 12 plus months, but mm-hmm. I was just like, what's not serving me anymore? Like, what did I, who did I start to follow? Who's now changed to their message? Who did I just follow? Because it was, you know, it just was in my face at the time. There's a lot of stuff and who, who's still like, you know, apart from like friends and family and, you know, all that kind of stuff, who do I still want to want popping up in my face every day? That's when a I'm on really good idea. And I seriously called about 400 bloody things mm. and I'm just like, I don't, don't need to follow that, don't need to follow that. Person's changed their message. I'm not really down with that mm. vibe anymore. See you later, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, there's no like, you know, malice or anything, you know, when you unfollow someone, it's just sometimes, you know, people's directions just change and, mm-hmm. you know, That's, and if yeah. they're not giving you a message anymore that kind of resonates with you, then just don't bloody follow them. Yeah. Ciao, unfollow. It's a bloody easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes Instagram prompts you if it's the right decision you're like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need the button instead of like, unfollow, are you, are you sure it needs to be like, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> that's really good advice actually at this time of the year i think even yeah yeah once a year once every six months whatever it is do an audit what what's actually making you feel good and what's making you feel anxious there is no need to keep that stuff in your feed Um, or what's actually stirring up any sort of negative emotion mm. if it's not anxious if it's anger if it's this or Mm. that like some things yeah you need you want to be you want a reality check kept in and if it is something important you know like i definitely follow like a lot of wildlife wildlife spaces and you know australian conservation spaces and you Mm. know land care and stuff like that and sometimes that does make me feel unsettled but that's that's a good passion and a good fire to have for me so that's not something i would unfollow but let's just say it's got something to do with you know you know incorrect nutrition information just for example (laughs) (laughs) you know 
like, and that pisses like me off. I'm just like, I'm not going to go and jump on that person's page and say anything. I'm like, you know what? You're not my person anymore. I yeah. don't really, I don't really resonate with what you're saying and you know, speaking to your community about anymore. So I'm just going to unfollow you so you're not in my face and you don't piss me off when you get in my face. So. Exactly, exactly. Or I'm seeing your stuff all the time and it's making me anxious that. I'm not eating breakfast that looks like that every day. It's making me feel like I should, you know, what I'm doing for myself isn't enough. Like unfollow. It's making me feel like I don't exercise enough. I go to, I do my exercise, but you make me feel like I don't do enough. I should do more. Unfollow. Unfollow. You make me feel like my stomach isn't flat enough. I don't have good abs. Unfollow. I recently um, did a post on my page and I just had someone, I texted it to Emma and um, just someone jump on there and just bloody slam me about some stuff. And really? I'm just like, you know what? Oh, you can jump on my alcohol post and have a look if you want to. But okay. I just, um, I just, I was just like, you know what? Just don't follow me. I'm what? not out here preaching anything of hate or saying yeah. anything. I'm merely just offering some educational advice. If you don't like it, mate, just don't follow me. Yeah. Like, there's no malice behind this. You do you. You obviously don't agree with what I'm saying. Stop arguing and just unfollow me. This is clearly causing you a lot of anger. Mm. Like, and you're just pissing me off now because I have to retaliate. Like, <laughs> and I'm not going to not retaliate. But just don't follow me. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's just that simple. Like, just, yeah. Anyway, I feel it. I feel like it's that simple. But. Yeah. Hmm. I will have a look. I was saying to someone, yes, just. One of my clients who was. Um, had reshared a Instagram live. Yeah, I think it was Instagram live they did with either Paige or Lex this week, which was on, um, on that's right, it was with Lex because it was on um, underlying metabolic issues in regards to inability to shift weight, which we'll be doing a podcast on in the in the new year with Lex with a package. But she was she reposted and she was like, this is such a good topic. And she's like, I've just been in, a, in an online, I think it was online fight with a dietitian about this exact topic, about how it's not just calories in, calories out. Well, and I was just like, yeah. I, was, I was just going to say, like the, I said to her, the only hate that we've ever had at JCN after all these years is some old school dietitian. And I don't know who they were, she was, who got so so aggressive with the whole of us individually about the concept of um, calories, weight loss, and that it was only about that. They weren't open to anything else, which I think is really fascinating given how much science continues to come out in that area. But well, it's just kind of... Uh... saying about my alcohol post. Like, I just gave people suggestions. If you're going to be drinking, like, here's some ways you can look after your body, essentially, while you're doing it. Anyway, this person's, you know, kind of jumped on. Everyone probably go and read it now, but anyway. Um, and just basically said that I'm condoning drinking and, you know, the re- latest research says that, you know, any drink is poison and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I'm, I felt like I couldn't be like I couldn't be bothered to go down the research route, but even Finn came downstairs because he read it. He's like, for every article, and, you know, he's, he's not a big drinker at all. Like Finn will maybe have a drink in a blue moon, but he's just like, this is the beauty of science, that mm. you can go down any mm. avenue you want to and you will find research that condones whatever – you know you're looking yeah. for a lot of the times too and for every two you know probably good i don't even know what research article she was talking about but for any two good research articles that say absolutely no alcohol whatsoever there'll be four that say a, one or two drinks in moderation is beneficial for your health yeah. do you know what i mean so it's just like you know just yeah, yeah. anyway yeah and it's the same with like those yeah that 
body it was a it was a gym and a dietitian people that they jumped on my because it was my another one of my posts that prompted that all out war because um, <laughs> I did a post about calories in that's calories right and not the only yeah. not the only approach and we did a podcast on. too and she yeah, wrote and we, we did a podcast after and they were just fucking onto us weren't they slamming us on their own pages oh I think we ended up just getting over and we had to block them but they were relentless but the anger and you know, stuff that was coming through from them was just like, if you've got this much energy to expend <laughs> on whatever the fuck it is war you're fighting, go and fight it, mate. But don't fight it with us. Like, because mm-hmm. you're not, like, we're just more like each to your own. Like, you guys have your opinion, that's fine. Respectfully, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> go, and, go and just preach to your community. They obviously love it. We, on the other hand, have a completely different view. We are all, ours is all backed by our research and our science and our anecdotal, you know, practice and also our actual, you know, evidence-based practice. And we respectfully disagree with what the fuck you're saying. So, <laughs> so go away. Don't follow us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, we did a good podcast on that too. Actually, the ATP guys put a really good podcast up in the last few weeks or so on that that topic um as far as yeah what we're talking about anyway we've completely digressed to something else which is so typical for us um so i think we'll kind of wrap it up maybe just before we do what are you what are you doing for christmas I am doing nothing. We're actually having a um, an orphan Christmas. Um, we've got because my parents aren't here, so it's literally just us kids, um, and everyone else is doing stuff. Lex and Drew are going to come have Christmas with us. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I um, invited Michelle and Gary too because I didn't know what they were doing. So I know they can't get back home, and they normally go back to Ireland, but they're going camping. Yeah. So yeah, so we're literally just doing that. And I think Tan and Finn have got some um, mates from New Zealand that can't get home at the moment, so they might be coming. And we're just literally going to do um, like a mid afternoon big food spread, like ham prawns salads yeah you know a few games um don't know what kind of games but Lex and Drew are into games and Tanya and Finn love games like trivia and all that kind of stuff so I think it's just going to be sitting around having a few drinks doing that kind of stuff what about you guys yeah I'm not sure just yet we've just figured out where we're going to spend it with um which which families I just figured that out so but the good thing is because of the borders opening my sister and her family will be able to come down so they'll be in Victoria um, but usually as far as where the day is at, I think we're going to be with Damien's family and it'll just be very similar. There's always games, but it's the, um, shit, what do you call it? What's the one where you throw the pins at the, you know, you throw the, there's like the stand up, um, <laughs> I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> you have like the little stand up Peggy things. Oh, and you just flick the rings. And no, not that one. You like you throw it's like a little baton and you throw it and you knock down the little stand up pegs. Oh man, people will be listening and just being like screaming, Jessica, this is what it's it is. It's not the one with or you like you've got people on either side and it's timber stumps and you've got to like throw underarm. It's like Oh, there's that one. Gem. There's that one too. But yeah, not... we play we play that quite a bit. And you've got like the king in the middle and you've got to like knock the other pegs over from either side no, and if you No, that's different. Yeah, I almost okay, feel like I want to yell out to Damien and go, what's the name of that game? <laughs> I don't know. We all always play that every year. And Damien's determined this year. So a couple of years ago, actually quite a while ago, because we were up in Cairns for Christmas, um, Damien made a pav. <laughs> he like, was obsessed with making his pav. And the best way to make the pav was his mum's recipe. He gets his mum's recipe. He makes a pav. <laughs> it's a big thing. Whipped cream, everything on top. We'd gone out for dinner. And everyone came back to have the pav. 
and uh, <laughs> cuts in. Thank God, Mum was like, I should find the video and post it. Mum was videoing him cutting the pad, but he cuts into it. <laughs> the whole thing just goes and collapses in the middle oh, like this just sinkhole. And it is so funny. Like, it just is hilarious. His face would have just been, because Damien's so, like, type A as well. Like, his face would have just been, like... Absolute devastation and heartbreak. So and we were just laughing so much. And I remember Kirsty going, stop it, you guys are so mean. But it was hilarious. So he reckons he's going to try and recreate a pav. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening. We probably will still slot in a podcast or two before the end of the year. We'll see how we go. See how we go. But if we don't, we don't. Yeah, exactly. Self-preservation. <laughs> Name, we know name, yeah name self-preservation we may not get there and this year we do know this year's been very random with our podcast i mean we've i've started the 20 question one which has been really fun i've got some good guests coming up for that including carissa at a point which she doesn't know but it's like mandatory that she's going to be a guest on it but um you know we will was that sorry cut it Am I oh did it it was you i was saying at some point I've got some good guests coming up, including you, even though I haven't organized it with you, you are absolutely going to be a guest on it. (laughs) But we will next year get back into a better pattern. 2020 has been just nuts. So the fact that we've kept it going in general is pretty impressive. And we've pretty much kept to the fortnightly timeline, I have to say, give or take the odd instance. Yeah. We've done, we haven't done too badly, all things considered. But I do think we'll probably, famous last words, but we'll try and get a bit of structure next year in terms of topics so we can maybe preempt them a bit beforehand and then ask you guys what kind of things you want to hear about. But yeah. I don't know, that's just maybe me throwing shit out that it's never going to happen. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> It's like future Jessica and Carissa, like we project that it's going to be like so organised with podcasting and they'll have... Yeah, and then and then present Jessica and Carissa are like, who were those idiots? <laughs> Still organising them five minutes before we speak. I know that concept of like your future self will deal with things too. Like you do that with with yeah. with bookings. Like you'll move something into a few more weeks, and you can see it's overbooked, and just like oh, future Jessica can deal with that. Like as long as I don't have to think yeah. about it today, then you get to that yeah. day and you're like, what was I thinking? <laughs> yeah, stupid future Carissa. <laughs> okay well thank you you with it thanks for listening if there's any questions you have about today or if it's resonated with you um please share this episode on your socials ironically but yeah we think it'd be a good thing to get out there as much as possible um and you can subscribe to the podcast as well in your favorite listening places but otherwise have a super weekend ahead and we'll chat to you soon Talk to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye.